This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Community Matters, Inc. With nearly 20 years in the chamber industry and over 100 media awards presented to their chamber partners, Community Matters provides the R&R that every chamber needs, revenue and recognition. When it comes to publishing a chamber map, directory, or community guide, Community Matters has a trusted experience to help your chamber accomplish your goals. With different advertising sales models and publication styles, Community Matters will help you create a non-dues revenue machine. Let's hear from Becky Womble, President and CEO of the Bastrop Chamber, to hear about her experience using Community Matters. I've been using Community Matters for probably six or seven years now. And um, in a previous life, I sold commercial printing, so I can highly recommend Community Matters because it's a complete turnkey job for any busy chamber exec. Um, Basically, you give them a membership list, and from there, they contact your members, and it's no high-pressure sales or anything, and it really is a complete turnkey job from start to finish. And it's a wonderful, beautiful printed product whenever you're finished. And I just, I'm very sold on Community Matters. And with a printing background, I just, big endorsement for me. To learn how Community Matters can support your chamber with your next publication, please visit communitymattersinc.com slash podcast to request your free media kit and request a proposal to find out what kind of non-dues revenue you can generate. Our guest for this episode is Velma Knowles. Velma is a Gallup Strength Certified Coach, Human Behavioral Expert, and Bestselling Author. From helping to build the conservation legacy of the Bahamas to leading award-winning membership growth for associations, Velma's passion is helping organizations build a value-driven culture of belonging. Velma enjoys photographing birds, riding bikes, and pretending she likes to exercise. (laughs) Velma, I'm excited to have you with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love to give you an opportunity to say hello to all the Chamber Champions who are out there listening and to share something interesting about yourself so we can all get to know you a little bit better. Well, Brendan, thank you so much for having me here today on your Chamber uh, Chat Podcast, and thank you for the kind introduction. So something that listeners might not know about me other than you've revealed my big secret, which is I'm from the islands of the Bahamas, now living here in the United States. But one of the things that uh, they may not know is that I um, cut a demo uh, recording at the age of 17 in the hopes of becoming uh, a big country and Western singer, which uh, we we know by the end of this episode that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting though. Not everybody can say that and kind of putting their their neck out there, so to speak, and and take a risk. So good job. Um, so I'm curious, where in the Bahamas are you from? Yeah. So I was originally born on the islands, uh, the island of Nassau or New Providence, uh, like it's officially known. And I have family throughout, mostly in the Abacos and in Long Island. Okay. Well, hopefully you have a chance to get back there often. I do. I try to go several, several times a year. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. 
So I like giving all of the guests that I have on the show an opportunity just to tell a little bit about the work that you do, um, kind of your business structure, how you serve, especially when it comes, um, you know, specifically to chambers of commerce, um, how your your work aligns with chambers. Sure. Yeah. Thank you again for that opportunity. Uh, for those that might not know me or a little bit about me, my career includes 20 plus. And I always say plus because after 20 years, you stop counting. But uh, Keeps 20 you years, young, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. 20 years uh, working inside. So I'm one that has been inside the not-for-profit not for space, especially in the association world of, um, of providing services to members. And my span of expertise encompasses uh, marketing, membership engagement, retention and growth, board uh, strategic planning and engagement, and then of course, leadership development. And I want to just caveat that leaders to me are across the organization. They're not those that are in higher positions, but I think everyone in the organization is a leader in one way or another. My last position was the vice president of member experience with a little brand that folks might have heard of called AAA. And so today, AAA services about 60 million members across the United States and then Canada, Europe worldwide for the other arms of that federation. Uh, in 2017, I had the opportunity to venture out on my own and I felt called to serve more associations. And so today I have my own business. It's called Leaders Pathway, where leaders go to grow. And that word leaders means you as the individual and your organization. I believe that your organization can only grow higher as you as the leader grows higher. And so it, it all starts inside in order for it to grow outside. I work with chambers, uh, not-for-profit, uh, which could be donor-based organizations, member-based organ associations across the country. And my focus is really to help them create this culture of belonging where the members, the employees, and the board, which is that, that ultimate leadership in there, they, they feel like they belong in that organization. And I know we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go forward. But I, I truly believe that when you, as an, a, a leader of a member-based organization, when you create that culture of belonging, you're going to solve the challenges that you face around engagement, which I know is like top of the line and on everyone's mind, retention, which uh, we are we're struggling with across the board, and then ultimately moving from stagnation or you know a declining growth to a sustainable model for growth. So uh, I hope that level sets a little bit about me. I do executive coaching, I do strategic planning, I do public speaking for workshops and conferences, and uh, I also do em employee retreats and membership planning. Very good. Now that definitely gives us a, a good snapshot of the work that you're involved with. And I love the focus on leadership. And I think no matter what um, position you serve at, at a chamber, right. that yep. you are a leader, you're helping to drive the vision for your community. And if you are the chamber executive, um, you know, you should be thinking about training up the next leader, right? So at some point, you will leave and you want to make sure you're leaving the organization in a good position to continue growing right. and, and have that strength. And um, 
I, I loved how you, when in the context of leaders, you talked about kind of hitting the, the potential and everything. I think it's John Maxwell talks about the lid. Yes. That the an lid. organization is only as, as good as the leader, right? If, if the leader caps at a certain point, then the organization caps. So we want to be able to unleash that lid so the, the yes. organization can grow. So, well, Velma, I'm, I'm excited to get into our conversation today and We'll be focusing our, you know, the bulk of our our conversation around the idea of fostering a sense of belonging, as you had alluded to, yeah. uh, specifically to impact membership growth. So we will dive deeper into this conversation as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Exciting news. Introducing Pippily by Chamber Nation, the innovative solution to manage and promote your community for unstoppable growth. Joining the Chamber of Commerce means one thing, commerce. Businesses want to thrive and Pippily is here to make that happen. With Pippily, your members can experience remarkable benefits even if they can't attend events. It's a game changer for retention. Say goodbye to ordinary directories and embrace a transformative commerce management system. Unlock the true power of commerce management. Picture a centralized Pippily dashboard combining top mobile technologies for subscriptions, event registration, community communications, and more. It's incredible. Don't miss out. Visit pippily.com to learn more. That's P-I-P-P-I-L-Y.com. Schedule your demo at richardscalendar.com. It's affordable and delivers more. Pippily by Chamber Nation. Your community's future starts now. Hey there, Donna Nowitzki, CEO of Yifty here, and we are all about the shop local movement. We're working with more than 500 communities like yours and 15,000 small businesses like your members. We're big fans of Brandon and his Chamber Chat podcast, so we're helping to sponsor his show. But while I've got you here, what's a Yifty, you ask? It's a digital gift card branded for your chamber that people spend only at the local shops that you authorize. In 2022, we drove tens of millions of dollars to small businesses in the U.S. The program is free for chambers and free for your local shops. You can sign up for a live Zoom demo with me or one of my teammates at yifty.com slash demo or email sales at yifty.com. That's Y-I-F-T-E-E dot com. That's it for now. Back to the show. 
All right, Velma, we are back. So as we talk about fostering a sense of belonging to impact membership growth, what does that look like from your perspective? I know you had mentioned, you know, fostering a sense of belonging for members, but you had also mentioned for the board. Mm -hmm. So how do these dynamics play together for the strength of the organization? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, if uh, if you haven't heard me speak yet, you'll you'll hear this message over and over again. And that is that I believe that there are three things that everyone, everyone wants in life. It doesn't matter if you are the board member, the member of the organization, the staff and employees, there's three things that everyone wants. Uh, and what they want is to be seen, to be heard, and to be valued. See, to me, fostering a sense of a, a belonging is you have to build a connection. And in order to do that, you need to be able to see people for who they are, to hear them, the voice and the things that are on their mind, and then to value them and their contribution. Uh, engagement is not an activity. And when, and, uh, and when I look at what the, you know, my, my, my clients are doing, what chambers and, and associations or member organizations in general, what they do is they're like a heavy focus on engagement. And I totally, with my whole heart, understand why. But engagement is, is not an activity that you do. You don't you know, have this webinar or have this conference to get people engaged or recruit people in to volunteer. It's about a connection. And when people are connected to the mission and when they're connected to the individuals, that's when you see this sense of belonging happening. I'll, I'll give you a good example uh, myself, okay? I was a member of an organization that shall remain anonymous because uh, we're not promoting anyone. And then, uh, you know, this worldwide pandemic uh, came into play sometime in our life here. And, and, uh, and all of a sudden, a lot of things kind of shut down. And so when it was time to renew my membership, I was like, well, you know, I, I can't can't go to the functions that can't do things the normal way and so i i paused i know i paused my membership um off full disclosure and i said <laughs> oh, i'm not going to renew and then you know as things started to get back into what we would consider the next stage of this work force the next work environment that we're in and and moving on to the future i said you know what i miss my connections. I, I miss the people that I was so close to when I was there. And so literally, I re, you know, reinstated my, my, my membership and they took me back. And the big idea, whether it was a webinar, which is you know, a service you provide, or whether it was the annual conference, or whether it was the magazine I got, or whether it was you know, a a lunch and learn that they had or coffee club that you got to go to, whatever the chambers had available to us, it was an opportunity to connect with those people that I have a relationship with. And so I say that to say that when you create a sense of belonging, you're really creating a place for people to connect. People need to feel like I'm seen when I'm there. People recognize me. Hey, Brandon, great to see you. I, you know me um, and you're connecting with me. You hear me. Uh, if I tell you that I have this problem or this challenge in my business, you hear what I have to say. And it's not just listening for the sake of listening, but it's listening with 
a focus on how do you help me solve that? Um, and if you can't solve it specifically from the chamber, how can you connect me to a resource that you might have that can help me solve that? And then do you value me? And I don't mean value in the sense of the dollars that I pay for my membership. I mean, value me in the sense that you appreciate what I can bring to the table. Maybe there's a specific strength that I have or a specific expertise that you could tap into that is a resource for someone else in my community here in my chamber that, uh, that has a need. And so I just feel like personal connections build engagement and engagement is a, is a fortifies retention and retention gives you results. But Connections are not products. It's a personal connection. It's not a product like a webinar or conference or any of the beautiful things that we use. Those are just vehicles to help us create that connection. So you're really upsetting the paradigm there. You know that <laughs> engagement's know. not a not an activity, and personal connections are not a product, right? So, man. <laughs> I know. So I, I, I appreciate the three things you talked about everybody needs to be seen, heard and valued. And, and I think from a board perspective, as, yeah. as a chamber executive working with the board, um, I think those three things are, they're super important to implement. And I think you can be very strategic with how you do that because you're, you're dealing with a, a limited, you know, a finite amount of people, right. That you're trying to have seen, be, be seen, heard, and valued. Right. Um, as you open that up to the membership in general, everybody tends to join the chamber for different reasons. Maybe, sure. I mean, they all join probably to to raise their bottom line, right? To, to make a right. little more money, uh, benefit their company. But the way they, the vehicles to get there, they mm -hmm. see different value with the chamber. Right. Um, so as a chamber approaches individual members, how do you make those personal connections to help them sure. be seen, heard, and valued? Sure. Yeah. And, and I think it gets to how do you create those uh, communities within the community? And, and I say that because coming from, uh, you know, uh, working inside a very large uh, association and then working voluntarily with some chambers, offering support to help them in their membership growth as a member of that chamber. Uh, what I've found is that, you know, all members are important. Get ready for this one. But all members are not equal. And so what that means is that if you as a, an association, you have a very small staff, even if you're a big chamber, you have a small staff. And you can't be all things to all people. And so marketing segmentation, which is not anything new here, but really trying to understand that 80-20 principle, but forming what is known as these micro communities, a, a, a community or, you know, a special interest group is another way of labeling it. But it's a community within the community. So you have a member base. And then you look at that member base and you say, who's really 
you know, my my big 80-20, right? The, the members that are truly engaged, that are volunteering, that are sponsoring, that are doing the things that elevate the whole chamber. And then you say, what, of those individuals, what is the needs that they have and form groups so that other people can connect on a smaller scale to get their problem solved and see a greater value in the return for the dollars that they're investing in. So I, I think it begins with really understanding, you know, where it, where are the chamber champions? We'll use your word, a coin yeah. here, which I love. Where are those champions, those uh, chamber friends that are inside the association and organization? And how can you create those sub-communities that allow others to come in and feel seen, heard, and valued? Because it's a smaller group where everyone can have a place. Um you know, when you when you when you look back in your research, the whole idea around why chambers exist, why why what is a chamber of commerce? A chamber of commerce is really a place to we'll use the word network, which is the kind of the old school hat, right? Because that kind of has a different connotation. What is networking? Ooh, nobody likes the network. I want to bring that forward to today's and I want to modernize it in the 21st century and it's connection. It is not networking here. Here's a business card like speed date. It's truly connecting and being seen, heard and valued. And I think when we can put on that, that member first, that people first sense of, of, uh, of a culture where we're trying to build those connections in a genuine way. And I really want to say genuine, genuine rapport. Um, that's when you reap the benefits of greater engagement, retention, and growth. So great, great response. Um, the thought that comes to my mind is this unnamed organization that you're a member of and, and drop the membership for a short time and then miss the connections that you had. Yeah. Um, was it the connections with the leadership of that organization or was it the connections with the other individual members of the organization? Very good question. And so let me, let me do this first and foremost. It is the members first and foremost to me. There were members in that association or organization that I, I couldn't wait to hug again. I couldn't wait to see, to talk of old stories and to make new memories but did I have a connection within the leadership? I would say that it was selective. And, and it's because, you know, when you, when, you have a, when you have a staff, and I've been in those shoes working in a small organization where you got a lot of members, but you've got a job to do. And so you're very focused on trying to get the job to do. And, and sometimes you can miss the person when you're focused on getting that project. And, and this is in any organization. You know, we tend to focus on project, 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 but then we miss the person. And I think for me, it's been where certain individuals in the leadership of the organization has seen me and they hear me and they value me and they're like, oh, yeah, great. You know, and there's that connection. But then unfortunately, that doesn't trickle down to the entire team, even if their entire team is five people. And so that's why I go back full circle that to create that culture of belonging has to begin on the inside. You know, if, if your employees feel like they're seen, heard and valued, you're going to foster that type of behavior. That's going to then trickle outside. And then any member 
in your organization, any prospective or like I like to call them future member, any okay. future member is going to be like, I, I got to belong there. Brandon makes me feel like I, I'm missing out on something. I got to, I just want to be there because I want to be among that, you know, people like Brandon. And I think that's where the opportunity, that's why I'm heavily uh, passionate about, you know, your, your leadership has to, and I think leadership across the organization, they have to buy into this culture of belonging and then live that out every day for your members to be able to experience that and then want to stay. I thought that's where your response might go. So <laughs> did, you, did you like plan a scene? <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like, okay, I passed the test. with Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the line that you had said about how all members are important, but they're not equal. Yeah. And that's I, I, something I usually, that we just need to let sink in, right? <laughs> yeah. Usually when I say that, when I'm at board, you know, when I'm with my clients and I do a board strategic planning session and, and you know, and we were talking about membership, member engagement, member experience. And then they'll, you know, they'll kind of throw some things at me and I'll say, well, you know, just let this sit for a minute. Okay. I'm going to let this just let this plane land here. And, uh, and I tell them, you know, all members are important. And everybody's like nodding their head. Absolutely. You know, because they're all members. Everyone on the board is a member, right? Yeah. In different levels of capacity representing their companies. And I said, but all members are not equal. And then I'm like, will they ever bring me back to work for them again? Right. right. And then they just silence, you know, and, and then it kind of sinks in. And then one or two people will say, well, can you expand on that a little bit? And so I, th I think that it's, it's not to take anything away from the the value of each individual in a member, you know, organization or a customer, if for that matter, because, you know, I, I wrote the book, The Valuable Leader. That's my shameful plug. And, and so I, I truly believe everyone brings value. But you're running a business. The chamber is a business. It's not for profit. It's not nonprofit. Right. It, it's it's a it's a business. And so you have to apply some strategic business processes. And uh, that that's one of them. Yeah. And I think oftentimes those members that are of higher value and value, there's different ways to assess value with a yeah. member, right? Yeah. Um, but you talked about an 80-20 rule. So you may look at that 20% that are really bringing in 80% of those key metrics. Mm -hmm. And that may be a good pool to look at as you're looking for future ambassadors. They're people Absolutely. that get what your chamber does. They're people who can get on board with your vision and help mm -hmm. make those connections with other yes. businesses in the community. So mm -hmm. I love that you point that out. You draw attention to the 80-20 the principle and um, and lean into that. So there, there's a lot there. So I feel like I have to ask you, um, you, you have a term called tiger teams. Can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about what homework. a tiger team is? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, tiger yeah. team. Um, uh, so when I was working inside uh, the uh, association world, one of the things that I got tasked by the COO to do was to turn around a membership deficit. Now, you know, this is a big number, but if you put everything in perspective, wherever you are in the world, if you are losing members, it is a big number, okay? Because it's a, it's a problem that you are a big challenge you have to face. And so we had a, 
we had a, a, a huge member deficit that needed to turn around. And uh, I, I was in the marketing department. And if you work in any support area of a company, you know that you're there to serve the uh, operations teams. And so to be called on to lead such an important task, uh, first and foremost, I either considered it a career opportunity for a promotion or a career limiting move. And, uh, yeah. and so thankfully, it turned out that uh, I had the opportunity to literally turn this uh, deficit around. But I didn't do it by myself. And I always say that whenever I engage uh, or work with, um, you know, coaching for for clients, um, or if I'm a part of the board planning, I always say that I don't, I don't have all the answers, but all the answers are in this room. And so I had this idea creatively to tap into the various, what I would call experts in each department. And so no matter how small your organization is, it's got individuals that have a different discipline, a different set of lenses, if you will, that they look at the business every day. And so they see things, they have a perspective that's very different than, you know, yours, right? And sometimes I know we can we can have such a, a deep focus on what we're doing that we end up with uh, blind spots. I like to call them blind spots where we just can't see what's uh, what's outside of our vision. And someone coming from a different lens can see what maybe you can't. And so the idea was to bring together this group of people. And the marketer in me said, nobody wants another job to do, especially in a small organization. Um, how do I, how do I just, how do I motivate or how do I inspire? How do I, you know, just bring this group where they want to belong to this, uh, to this uh, challenge that we have this task force and it was called a task force, the membership retention task force. And I was like, ah, oh, I think I, you know, that's just painful. Right. And so I decided that I was going to rebrand it. And uh, I came up with uh, team tiger. And so team tiger was a uh, inside marketing you know, strategy, if you will, uh, that I created. And so I came up with a new name. And the Team Tiger consisted of those that were going to be very passionate about running after, you know, running after the members that we were losing in the hopes of bringing them back and setting the stage to really give a roar, if you will, around how important it is to belong, the value proposition that you would get and really shoring up some of the things that, uh, that we felt we were missing. And so Team Tiger became known throughout the organization. I, I just started talking it up. And it was interesting because within uh, eight months to a year after testing a lot of ideas, I had people volunteering. Can I be on Team Tiger? Uh, and so I was like, well, you know, we're really right now we're just trying to kind of manage because we didn't want it to be too big either, because then it becomes, you know, a, it becomes a place where it, it's harder to have everyone be seen, heard, and valued, right? Because right. it becomes too big. So we did we we did rotate folks off because of other responsibilities and to bring in new perspectives. But it worked uh, so well, <laughs> and it you know that it uh, we not only turned around the deficit, but we exceeded our goal within the time of budget. And so, um, safe to say, I was able to keep my job. 
Um, but then <laughs> after after that time in the in that organization, I I, I got tapped by another CEO because sometimes people think, well, that's a one and done, and uh, you know it was a silver bullet, and you guys had some tricks of the trade, and I, for for a while there, I thought that too, <laughs> Brandon. But then I got <laughs> I tapped by another CEO, and uh, he he said, I heard about what you did in this uh, organization leading this uh, Team Tiger. And I, I was like, wow, you know, news travels. Um, and he said, I, I would like to, I'd like to talk to you about doing some consulting work for us. And I was like, well, I don't really consult, but I coach. There's a big difference, you know, because I think you've got the power and you've got the talent. They just need a different lens, a different perspective, right? Someone to come in and kind of cheer them on, champion them and their cause and they're tired and re-energize them. And, uh, and so uh, I, I, went, I had the opportunity to engage with them. Um, it was three weeks of doing some preliminary, you know, just kind of getting the lay of the land. And then I was asked to go to present to their board. So they flew me up for a 20 minute presentation. And I, I couldn't even go to the board meeting. This was so funny because they flew me to, to, to uh, go to the board, but I can only come in the boardroom at the time of my presentation which was only going to be for 20 minutes. And so I was like, okay. So I went in, I really didn't have anything to report on. I mean, it's three weeks, so you can't really get a good feel for, okay, here's, here's the solutions you need right now. But I, I did present uh, a business case and, and not only a case, but um, a, a pathway forward, if you will. I call it the, the pathway principle. And uh, it, it's just really four things for them to have to look at, you know, know your numbers. Um, and so really getting into your, your data, your member data, know your numbers, um, know your resources. You've got to know resources. And when I talk about resources, I talk about who you have in the organization and who you have outside your organization, um, resources like staff or like members that are a part of your organization and your chamber and they have expertise, but, but also your partners, um, and your vendors, right, or industry vendor partners, because they're do or different. Um, sponsors may be different as well, but those expertise. So know your resources. Number three is you have to know your value. So is the value that you bring to your member base uh, relevant? As my good friend Mary Byers would say, is the relevance there today as it was when you first started? Um, and I think it, you know, for all of us, we have to to take a look at what our value is um, as we go forward. And then the fourth step on that pathway principle is really to know your plan. Um, and it sounds very simple, but it's not easy because everybody's got a day-to-day -day job. And so I just presented that pathway principle and the pieces that I had so far and at the end of 20 minutes, my, my time was over and we, we, when we met at around 6, 6.30 for cocktails. And it was then in there that the CEO said, I'd, I'd like to bring you on board 100% full time. We, we want you to work with our organization to, to turn around our membership uh, retention deficit. And um, I thought, OK, I got a year. And uh, three years later, with Team Tiger inside another organization, we won the Federation Growth Award for the highest net growth um, year over year. Every year we exceeded budget. So 
it's not me. I really, really, really don't want to to uh, shortchange anyone here. It is the collective connection. I'll go back to that again of having the right people on Team Tiger with uh, with a focus of um, creating that culture where they want to belong and where people want to belong as members too. Very good. And you're right. Team Tiger sounds way more sexy than Membership Retention Task Force. So <laughs> for anyone out there who's on a Membership Retention Task Force, maybe, you know, think about rebranding it. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, it goes, it's just, it builds curiosity. And, you know, curiosity sparks interest and interest then return gives you a return on your investment. Right. Well, Velma, as we start to wrap things up here, I wanted to ask you for any chamber champions that are out there listening who want to take their organization up to the next level, what Mm -hmm. kind of tip or action item might you share with them that they can implement at their organization? Right. Uh, You know, when I thought about this question, because in full disclosure, you gave me all these questions and, and I thought, well, what would, what would I want someone to say to me? And uh, I could rattle off several different tactics that you could test, but I, I, I think they're shortchanged. And I, I, don't, I think you have to know more about that chamber in order to really give them good direction there. So for me, I would say if there's one thing I would, would challenge uh, or, or even encourage my chamber champions to do is to first and foremost, look at, look at your your organization, your communication to your members and to your future members and ask yourself, am I focused on communicating how I solve the problems that I know they have? Or am I focused on communicating the services that I offer? I think there's a big difference between, you know, when you say I'm going to communicate the problem, um, the solutions to the problems I solve, versus the services that I offer. Uh, services are you know, things that you get from membership, but everyone has those services, right? I mean, just about even, even for-profit organizations now have member-based organizations, Facebook and Amazon, and, and they have magazines and you know, they may not have conferences, but they've got a lot of different other benefits that, uh, that, that are traditional in our membership model. So I think when you focus on selling the problem uh, that you solve, giving them the solutions to the things that you can provide, uh, I think that that over the service, because the services, services is what I expect. Solutions right. is what I need. Right. I had heard a, a quote. It's been a few years back now, but it went to the the effect of if you can define the problem better than your future customer, client, member, whoever it is they assume that you have the answer. So if you can get good at defining their problem, they will assume that you have the answer. So to your point with communication, that is key. Um, So as we look to the future of Chambers of Commerce, how do you Mm -hmm. see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? Oh, you are going to be so surprised by this one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think the future of my Chamber champions out there, and I would I would invite all businesses, so if they, they listen in, anyone outside of this listens in, I think that your greatest uh, future opportunity is focused on connection. Uh, you know, the Surgeon General of the United States here 
uh, has reported in this time frame that we're in uh, that one of the greatest health crises is not uh, is not heart disease. It's not um, you know smoking or, or cancer or any of those other really you know detrimental health issues that that we face. It's it's loneliness, and the solution to that is connection. And it brings us full circle because the primary reason of the existence for our chambers is to connect people. So I really, really believe that I'll, I'll use the quote that, um, you know, if you want to be stronger, uh, you know, if you, if you want, how does it go? If you want to go fast, go alone. Right. But if you want to go further, go together. And I think partnerships through collaboration is a way that you're going to be able to provide solutions to problems that don't even exist today for your future members and existing members. And it's going to allow you to be viewed as innovative, creative, and a leader in really bringing organizations together. And I think that is going to elevate your board leadership. It's going to elevate your member engagement, increase your employee retention, and it's going to give you a sustainable organization for the future. Very good. I love it. Getting back to the basics, back to the roots of what, what chambers are all about. Um, well, Velma, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share any contact information or places you'd like to point people to follow you or connect with you and learn more about the, the services you offer or anything you touched on today. Where would you point them to, uh, to connect with you? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, thank you again so much, Brendan, for the opportunity to be on the Chamber Chat podcast. I, and to be such a, uh, an easygoing host. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. No real tough, tough questions here. But thank you so much for helping me be well prepared for our listeners. It, it's really, truly my honor to, to serve today. And I'm very easy to find. Uh, I, my website is my name, Velma Knowles. And, uh, so it's velmanolds.com. And if you go there, uh, I have some resources that are um, just uh, free that, you know, anyone can tap into. Some of them are on membership and some are on leadership, blind spots, communication, things that can help your team inside the organization level up, if you will, and then help your, uh, help your organization from a growth, a retention, engagement standpoint. So I, I would just suggest go to velmanolds.com. Of course, I'm on LinkedIn under the same name and uh and so uh and social media channels as well um and on youtube i i have a small podcast uh youtube podcast called your leadership chat <laughs> very good love yeah. podcasts so i know check, you do. check out velma there <laughs> so we'll we'll get all of that in our show notes to make it easy for people to click and follow you and, and learn more about what you have to offer but I appreciate you spending time with us today here on Chamber Chat Podcast. You provided a lot of value, a lot of perspectives. I've, I took a lot of notes and a lot of good, um, I don't want to just say one-liners because I think that short changes them, but those lines that make you think, you know, and make you kind of look internally a little bit more and a little deeper on the, the comments you made today. So thank, thank you, you for, for coming on and sharing that. And uh, I, I really do think you provided a ton of value for us today. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners and for supporting the Chamber Chat podcast. 
If you are a Chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. 